0: Enjoyed it a lot. Sam sitting at the front of you, guys. There you are. Now it was awesome, it's really good to have uh, Sam back. I I missed him a heap last week. It was only one week, but it felt like years. But it's so good to have Sam back. Who enjoyed the mini burgers from Mariah? <laughs> Who, I enjoyed that. So uh, tonight, what we have, I'm just trying to find a Bible verse because I felt I need to share it before these guys get in. But, um, uh, yep, so my name's Josh, i was on the youth pastor here, which is cool. Uh, but Tonight, last year, if we had tonight last year, we would have called it a tag team. Say tag team. This year, after inspiration of mini burgers, we're going to call it mini messages. Is that cool? So they say mini message. Why have a big burger when you have two mini ones, yeah? Why have a long message when you have three mini ones, yeah? So but tonight we're going to have mini, mini messages. Why do we have mini messages? Good question. Here we go. Genesis eight, fifteen to about verse 17. I'm going to say a few verses, and some of us here are consistent at One Youth. We will understand these. For other of us, you get to learn why we do One Youth. This is what it says. Then God said, say, God said. God said. To Noah, why can't you go fishing? Not really. Not because he had two worms. We, that joke was done before. It says, it says Le, uh, then go down to verse 7. Release all the animals. Say, all the animals. The birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. Say fruitful, fruitful. say multiply, Multiple. and so one youth r- is here to release the animals to be fruitful and multiply. What's that mean? You're an animal. Now you're not. You're not dirty. You're not stinky. You're not wild. It's, it's a biblical principle. It's, as we see, if you go more back to history with this, there's two animals that came on, and then from that, those animals are released to be fruitful and multiply. And I believe as a youth ministry, we're going to have, just like there's livestock, just like the small animals that scurry on the ground, a youth ministry needs different types of people. They need preachers, song leaders, welcome team members, everything that we need to be a healthy youth ministry God's going to bring them in just like he brought animals to the ark. And then from that, we're a place where we release the animals to be fruitful and multiply. We're going to release you to be fruitful and multiply. Nudge the person next to you and say, you're going to be released to be fruitful and multiply. Second question that can arise is, what is being fruitful and multiply? I could say to you, check out the One Youth podcast from the conference last year, Josh's message, my message. Or I could tell you now, who wants to hear the message or tell now? I tell now. So I spoke about this a message, I think language was that faithful versus perfectionist. But what we got to was, there's a parable of the three servants. Who's heard of that? Basically, there's these three blokes, they all get given, or blokes, it could be a chick, it doesn't actually say it just as a servant. So it could be a bloke, could be a chick. I'm just going to say it's each even. But it says, they were all given money. Who wants money? Who wants money given to them? So it's like, they've got a gift, they've got a talent, and each one of us, Jesus has given us something. He's given us a talent. And so when they were when they were faithful with that, they were being fruitful in it, right? And so from that, from their action, it says there's two. There's one that hid it and buried it, which was bad. The other two were faithful with it because this master said, well done, good and faithful servant. And then it said, they brought back a multiplication of what they were given. And so when we're faithful, when we're fruitful with what God's given us, the multiplication happens. So we're to be released to be fruitful and multiply. We're released to be faithful with the things that God's given us. And then when we start doing that, there's multiplication. It's blessed and good, yeah? So that's what happened. So tonight, mini messages is one youth releasing the animals to be fruitful and multiply. Who's cool with that? So we got, we got three people tonight. We got Leanna. Say Leanna. Then we got Amy. Say Amy. Amy. Then we got James. Say James. James. So we got Leanna. We got Amy. And we got James. So now that we've, we've got their names, write that down on a notepad right now if you're taking notes. Leanna. Amy, James, many messages. Why do we need their names? Because we're going to encourage them. Good job, Leanna. Good job, Amy. Good job, James. But that's enough from me. We're going to connect to Leanna that she'll pass back to me shortly. But let's give it up for Leanna.
1: Hello. Okay, so my title of my message is called Don't Be Afraid. Let your light shine. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm going to read from 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but going on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we will have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. All right, so let's just focus on, all right, and I want you to repeat, let the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. All right, so let's take a look at darkness. Now, I'm sure everybody here has been scared of the dark at some point, and why? Why have you been scared of the dark, Josh? Uh, go <laughs> Carmen, why have you been scared of the dark? <laughs> Ellie when have you been scared of the dark why alright so there's so many reasons why we can be scared of the dark if you're scared of the unknown we don't know what's in the dark um, we don't know where we're going and do you know one thing I hate is when you're in the dark you're like trying to find something and then like you walk and you're like going be, and then your foot you just like stab your foot into the corner of the table anyone feel that? and you'll like, feel it's like oh my gosh my is broken like does anyone else experience that yeah uh, so, um, yeah, so we can agree that darkness can be a scary place. And I believe that darkness is a representation of the devil. Because in Acts twenty six eighteen it says, To open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. So it's sort of like the light is God and the darkness is Satan and the devil. And the darkness is... The devil's kingdom, really, and he loves when we're in the darkness, since he's able to trick us and do things that we don't notice. Like, and another thing, does any, has anyone been to sleep over here? Like, sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and if, if you're the person that always falls asleep first, like I am, you will totally understand this. You go to sleep, think everything's good, but then you wake up. And you have a permanent moustache and a monogram drawn over, all over your face. And it's because you're unexpected, like you're defenceless and you're oblivious to what's going on when they're doing that. And um, so when we're in the dark, the devil wants us to be weak, defenceless. Um, he wants us to be lost because in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1, it says, you are people that belong to the light um, and to the day. So we're not. he wants us to be weak and not know what we're doing um and that's the same when like when we're literally in the dark and when we're in spiritual darkness we are vulnerable things seem worse than they are and it can cause us to make bad decisions and start to trust anyone and lose our faith in god and in reality um yeah that's what the devil wants and his aim is to control us and to he wants us to, to steal life god has given to us um now in 1 peter 5 to 8 it says stay alert Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, can you imagine a lion like hunting, trying to find some prey? It's not going to normally go for the one that's like the biggest and the strongest and um, is, isn't alone. and It's going to go for the one that's vulnerable, looking lost, confused, because it's easier for him to get that one than go for someone that knows they're who they are and knows what they're doing, and that's what the devil does. He'll find ones that are most vulnerable that are gonna, um, he's gonna be able to get to first. But as Christians and believers, we don't need to be afraid about the darkness and about the devil, because the Lord is our lamp, and He light He lights the darkness up. And like I said at the beginning, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So our King, our Father, our God has defeated the devil and the darkness, and. um, He'll protect us and strengthen us when we do go through those things. And as long as we are constantly praying and seeking God and reading our Bible um, and always looking and communicating with people that are more mature Christians and have gone through what we've gone through, um, we'll be able to walk through the darkness and God will light our path and he'll always make sure we we know where we're going because he'll light the way for us, and we'll always make, we'll go through the darkness and always make
0: it to the light. Boom. Let's that's all, that's all give Leanna a big clap again. Great job. See, I was, I was as, as a kid, like, talking about in the dark, I used to be petrified. I don't know what it was. You would know where to go because you'd be able to run it really quick. But I don't, it was like was the fear of being fearful of nothing is it where it's just like the unknown. It was just like, I just, it's dark. Anything could happen. A, a big eagle could get me, which doesn't exist because eagles aren't that big. But that's one of those ones but it's so true in life. Things to be fearful, but we just sort of flick that switch. All right? But now we have the one, one and only Amy. So let's go, Amy. Woo!
2: So, what do you do when you are afraid? Yeah, that tied on really well. You stole half my stuff. Okay. Um. Uh, so, when I'm afraid or anxious, it's not really a calm down, get over it sort of thing. It's like calm is not an option. It's exited my vocabulary. It's not something you can <laughs> tell me to do. I can't. I'm physically incapable of calmness. So, and all I feel is afraid, and the only thought I have is get away from this. To people, I know probably many of you have ha- had felt that as well, and if you don't know what I'm talking about yet, the best way I can describe it is, is running away from lions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't. okay. It's like trying to outrun something bigger than me, something faster than me, and it wants to tear me apart and eat me, Um, and there's this constant feeling of doom and I can't run away from it and, but I keep running and I'm just wearing myself out. And then when I was thinking about this, God was like, you know, some people have faced actual lions, like Daniel in the lion's den. And for those who don't know, Daniel is a man in the Old Testament who was thrown into a pit of lions. Um... So that's not metaphorical at all. (laughs) Um, And he was unable to run from them, you know, in the pit full of, he was outnumbered by hungry lions and, you know, the point of him was to die. It's not meant to be escapable. The worst part of fear for me is when you can't run, which is what Daniel was, that was his situation. Now that I'm older and people aren't going to hurt me anymore, like they would have when I was younger. Um, uh, I'm just running from memories. Um, But how do you get away from that? What do you do when you can't run from fear? Does anyone have a clue? (laughs) Um, You have to make a habit to have faith in God. And it has to be a habit. And you have to start it before you're in the middle of a panic attack. It's no good to go, okay, I'm going to start now while you're running from lions. You can't, you can't start it then. Outside, you have to decide outside of anxiety. When you're in a safe place, tell yourself over and over again, have faith in God. He can shut these lions' mouths. They won't bite me. These things can't hurt me. And remember, what, what you rehearse in your mind is what you'll find yourself doing. That's absolutely true. I've gotten into trouble thinking like I almost strangled a person once out of pure instinct um, but that's another story <laughs> um, so um, so tell, tell yourself these things not strangling people um, <laughs> tell yourself to have faith in God until that is your instinct until and it's not to run it's to have faith in God and that was, it was the same for Daniel. He wasn't suddenly filled with limitless faith in the di- lion's den. He had lived a lifetime of prayer and putting God first before the lions were even in, in the, on the games, pl- board, whatever. And the Bible says he, played, he prayed three times a day. I think it may have been more, but he made a point of putting everything down and praying three times a day. So when he was thrown in the lion's den, I think the first thing he thought of, it was his instinct to pray. And Daniel was in the den all night. I don't know how long I would have lasted, but I would have been like, like after a few minutes, I'd be like, oh, God is here. And then after a while, I'd be like, okay, but so are the lions. I would have been panicking all night. So fear isn't going to disappear instantly. But if you have faith in God, one day you'll... Well, you might not wake up. I don't think Daniel woke up. I I didn't think he slept. But you wake up like Daniel did the next day and your king will take you from the lion's den and you won't even have a scratch on you. Just before Daniel was thrown in with the lions, the king said this to him. Your God to whom you are loyal is going to get you out of this. That's in the message version. This is my prayer for you today that you remember this when you're the next time you feel anxious or afraid your God to whom you are loyal is going to get you out of this yeah
0: now that is a takeaway point have faith in God before the, the problem comes before the issue comes and I encourage you tonight you have got to have just like we sing that song I walk through the fire I won't be burned and we've got to go, God, we just thank you that you got the faith. That was I was that was delicious. That was delicious. So good. So good. Now who give us a bit of a growl, girls and guys of manpower. Urgh, manpower. So now we have women which is good, but now we have some manpower with James. So let's give it up for James. <laughs> Woo!
3: Well. Well then. Cool. So, Yeah, so So the title of my message tonight is how God makes a way when there seems to be no way. So, as we have all been in situations where we have wondered if there is even a way out of our problem. For example, some of you may know the story of Abraham and his son Isaac and how Abraham found himself in such a predicament when he took his son Isaac, his only son up to the mountain to sacrifice him before God. But then, just in the nick of time, God provided a solution or a way when there seemed to be no way from sacrificing his only son Isaac. The Bible says in Genesis 22 9 14 Finally, they reached the place that the true God had de- designated to him. And Abraham built an altar and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar. On top of the wood, then he reached out and had hand to, t- to um, took the slaughtering knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am. He replied, do not lay a hand on the boy, he said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. So once we understand God, then we can truly know God will make a way for make a way for our problems when there seems to be no way. He sa- he works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me, for, you, for me as he will be my guide, walking close by my side every step of the way. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a way for me and for you too. As God is our co-pilot and we are just need to make a decision to swap seats as God will lead the way when there seems... To be no way. Yeah. For thick and thin, no matter what situations, pr- problems or difficulties you are facing, even if it's big or small, the Lord has a way when there seems Aww. to be absolutely no solution in sight. So remember that God always provides a solution to any problem we are facing in the will of God. So let us look at the guidelines, complying with God's will, so we can experience his all-loving grace and his enabling power to work in our lives. As Paul understood how God makes a way when there seems to be no way, when he wrote, it is God who is the, wor- the work in your, in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. In order to be more like Jesus Christ, we need to allow the Lord to motivate us and enable us to do the things that are we uh, that are humanly impossible so know that the word of god and the spirit of god are constantly at work in us to motivate and to enable one to accomplish all of god's will for their life so allow the lord to use others in your life at church and at services and at youth and, and personal devotions to transform you more into what God wants you to be by speaking the truth in love of the word of God and gain a greater desire and power to grow up in all aspects of him. So often it is doing God's will that we gain the desire to do so. The writer of this song knew that what the meant. What it meant that the Lord, when He find a way, when, uh, so may the mind of Christ, my Savior, living me from day to day by His love, power, controlling all I do and say. Christ's mind is our is ours through the pleasure of the Spirit and the light of God God's word. Let us learn and how to use. Oh, in a way that we can always find a way out of whatever situation we find ourselves in, by asking the Lord to make you increasingly more like Christ in your thoughts, words, and deeds. As God makes a way when there seems to be no way. When we ask the Lord to teach us the way to go, as Moses wrote, "Teach me your ways, so I can I may know." and continue to find a favour with you, with you. So once we know that the Lord's attributes, we are better, better able to discern his ways for our life. David wrote, Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. So let's ask the Lord to fill you with the uh, knowledge of his will and with all spiritual wisdom and understand so you can learn more about his way. Then you will be able to walk in the way that pleases him in all respects and then bear fruits in every good work as you in- increase in the knowledge of God. God will... Cool. As God will make a way when there seems to be no way, when you also... Ask, seek and knock on Jesus' door or something like that. So ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find Find the way. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Too many people are not persistent in then asking, seeking and knocking so they are unable to find the way out of their problems. God pro- promise promises to provide a way out of our problems and it is sure it is con- con- t- upon us to ask seek and knock until we until he opens the door best door be assured that when one door closes he always opens up a better one. God makes a way when there seems to be no way when we admit that hum- human ways are often, Contrary to his way, yeah. Isaiah wrote, "For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways," declares the Lord, "As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are are my ways higher. You, what? So are my way ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts." And that's it. <laughs>
0: That was crazy. How cool was the Holy Spirit that you just didn't talk to each other, did any of you? And how we go from fear from fear to God will make a way. And so I believe that can happen for each one of you today, right? Yeah? And so I, I've, I, church is going to, when Pastor Rob te- talks to me next time, because he always say, like, we'll have meetings with him, he goes, oh, so what, you've been doing this, what, who, who created to do that? Watch out, guys, because you'll probably be having a church promotion Sometime soon, but um, I, I can't wait for our next mini messages to come up soon, and news will be on that. Another quick side note as well. So this is there done. Let's I'll, before that, I pray. Yeah, can we all just close our eyes? I'ms quickly pray for that to so that sink into our lives. Jesus, we thank you that that fear does not have control over our lives. That first of all, that there's a flick, as the analyst talked about, that we can switch where lights go on, and that for a, a journey that could be from our back door to the to the bin could be so scary but you flick a light on and the fear is gone and God we think of the fears and the things that stop us from moving forward in our life that you have a switch that can be flicked that we lose that fear that we can be untimid and we can be passionate for you. God even as Amy said that we that we feel like we have a lion that's chasing us and but God just like people literally in the Bible survive the lions God we know that we can survive what attacks face us. The things that can be so consuming Jesus you have the way and we've got to have faith before that and so God we right now we declare that we have faith before the problems that come this week, before the problems that come next week and the months to come. And Jesus, we know that you are better, you are bigger, you are greater than everything that we face. And Jesus, we just believe for that as we hold on to you, that will happen. And and, as, and the icing on, on James Cake, as he's a baker for these messages, is that, uh, that you... What was his message? I can't remember. Really what is it, James? That's it. Because you will make a way, God, when there, when there is no way. And when we feel like there's this fear and things surrounding us, there is a way, there is a light flick, there is, there is faith that we can have in you. And so, Jesus, we just believe that for our lives, that there's a way where there is no way and we can have faith. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Good, good job. I'll just, I'll say this before we hand back to Sam. And that is, um, uh, that was a great job, guys. And we've got to, as one youth, encourage that, rub that on. And that, this is what I was going to say, who's heard of 180 in 180? Who's heard that? No one, exactly. We're going to be starting a thing in the, na- in the next ro- rostered month for youth is, we're going to be doing a thing called 180 in 180. Say that, 180 in 180. So who's got a Vision 180 magazine? If you don't, grab one on the way out. And so what the principle is, is that if God's spoken to you from, and so we're going to be encouraging as a youth ministry to do your devotion every day, get a notebook. If you don't have a notebook, come see me. If you've got your iPad, every day write down a note of what God speaks to you about. Then read the soul food reading. So that's, if you do that, you read the whole Bible in a year. God might speak to you through that. And so we're going to be having a segment maybe every second week. We might have one week where we have five people talk about the 180 in 180. So what's 180? Three minutes. 180 seconds in three minutes. So you have three minutes, so that's ample time to speak about what God's spoken to you about that week. Is that cool? And so we'll have leaders do it, youth do it, because we're going to be having um, the opportunity i have mini messages to let youth go, this is what God's spoken to me about. And that was great, you guys. That, was, that encouraged me heats. But now, hand over to Sam. So watch out. Youth could be a 180 in 180. Heads up.